0: I'm over here now. I was over there, now I'm over here.
1: Sure, I'll bring all my shoes and my my glasses with me. So I have them. <laughs> yeah, I'm with the OGs on the block to see the terror.
0: Eating pasta primavera, feeding cock to together. People never know the wild shit we might say. Grew up on Eddie Murphy, Jerky voice, and Dice. I've been waking up night, nice, screaming Brooklyn
1: Blast podcast. Mama took my porn mags, Juergens and the all rags. Easy when we talking about Mr. Ferrari. Cause we go way back when we used to play Atari. Spark tweet, taking shots like the Fratelli's RV. Doing donuts in the parking lot at Arby's. Car keys, now you can't leave. Lock the door, please. Jimmy's on the mission. Time to
0: start the intervention. Let's
1: go. Episode 232. Of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast, this this one's awesome with my newfound friend over here, Mister John Caglione. Is it Caglione, or are you throw a Caglione
0: on there? It does. You know, everyone. You know, whatever. You know, I don't know How you it. pronounce it? It's Caglione. I usually go with Caglione, but it's not even right. It's like co- Caglione. It's the right. You know, the Italian.
1: Yeah, but word. we're in America now, so we just yeah. That's that.
0: right. We're in America
1: now. So. <laughs> It's Caglion. That's it. Yeah. Now I'm gonna just I'm gonna rifle through a few things. All right. Okay. Yeah. For for the for the people that are listening or and or watching, John here is an Academy Award winning, which is the first Academy Award winner to grace this podcast, which is awesome. Um, Makeup and effects artist won the Academy Award for his effects in Dick Tracy. He did, which I find awesome, and I'm sure a million other people do, you did Heath Ledger's Joker makeup in The Dark Knight. Now, yeah. Now this is in... in, in I'm going to rifle off a few things, and in no particular order, things that you worked on directly or were... Uh, you know, like a head of the, the department head or whatever, in some capacity, I'm going to go into like all these old school things that I have grew up and love. Friday the 13th Part Two, Chud, which is so awesome. Basket Case, Year of the Dragon, Poltergeist Three, Paterno, Insomnia, Donnie Brasco, Unfaithful. about it. Oh, forget about it. Oh, look at this guy in the Cadillac. Forget about it. (laughs) Um, Hide and (laughs) seek. It's a fugazi. (laughs) So it's quotable lines all day long. Um, Hide and seek. The Departed, one of my favorites. American Gangster. The Amazing Spider-Man. Mona Lisa Smile. 310 to Yuma. TV. From Letterman to Leno to The Sopranos to the soap opera Another World. And this I find absolutely amazing, too. I know it was early in your career, but you worked on the original Coneheads on Saturday Night Live.
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I started it at NBC in 1976 when I was 18. I was only a year old. I was a year old.
1: (laughs) 76.
0: Do you remember that show back
1: then? Do you remember that show? I remember I don't remember watching it obviously at that time frame, but yeah, I'm gonna say I I remember the Eddie Murphy era. Yeah. I think that was was, it was probably right after that, maybe, but I remember like the Eddie Murphy
0: era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when I left NBC. I used to be on staff at NBC. Uh, and I went there right, like I said here. Right after high school, I was uh, 1976. I was 18, and I did uh, from '76 to '82 Saturday Night Live. But I did all the shows at NBC. But they needed someone to make a Conehead or or do a Bald Cap or do some crazy Blue and Ackroyd, and you know, put the soul patches on the Blues Brothers, and you know, it was always they, uh, it was a odd job kind of thing. But there was always something crazy to do on the show. Nice. I always say that was my college of makeup. You know, that's where I really learned how to, you know, where you have to think on your feet. Sure. a live show. And it was great. And it was really great to see those great bands. I mean, because I, I love music. And yeah. To see, you know, the original Ray Charles and the Ray Letts, you know, on the show. Unreal. And, you know, it's just amazing. Just all the different music acts that came through. It was really amazing.
1: Were you, were you did you happen to be there when the band Fear played? With John Belushi and everyone's was, going I think that crazy was after me pit. Was it? I think it was after me Yeah, because okay. that was super early And John Belushi was in there going crazy Moshing and going nuts Oh, was
0: he? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's It's on YouTube The the Fierce set on Saturday Night Live I gotta watch that It's Dad. crazy yeah. yeah, so now, yeah. like I said We were chit-chatting before, before I started I don't really interview nobody But there are a couple of I guess, questions that I do have to ask in order to go to the next thing. Um, What, well, you're, who, who was? I already know this,
0: this answer, but who was the guy that made you want to do what you do? Well, you know, really, I think it came down to the, the makeup artist, Dick Smith. Yes, that's I knew he, you were going to say that. Yeah, who was, who was like the acknowledged dean of special effects makeup. I mean, he yes. really is. You know, he uh, he brought a hyper-realism to makeup that didn't exist before. I mean, that, that guy, you know, some of his credits are, you know, Little Big Man, The Exorcist. Oh, my God. The Godfather, yeah. Marlon Brando's makeup and all the makeup in The Godfather. And, uh, you know, like The Exorcist, he did the... I don't know if people even realize this, but old Father Marin, the old priest in the movie, his whole face is foam rubber appliances. Yeah, He was only 46 years old. And, And, you know, we see old age makeups today that are incredible, you know, Uh really incredible. But that was like way ahead of its time. I mean, it's uh, this is going back to 1974, 1975.
1: Yes. I have have, have a a quick story about that, because I think it was before I even asked you if you would come on the podcast. You had posted on your Instagram page a photo of that. Maybe it was the anniversary or something like that. And you posted a photo and I saw that. And I was just talking about this again today. Um, Max von Seidow's makeup in that is, is so, me me and you, we had a a little back and forth real quick, a a response or whatever on that post. Um, Because, Years later, I'm not sure what year, late 90s, there was a movie with Robin Williams and Cuba Gooding Jr. called What Dreams May Come. Mm -hmm. And Max von Sydow was in that movie. And he plays like the tour guide to hell or something like that. I'm Mm -hmm. watching that movie when it first came out with my sister. And we're both looking at it and we're like... (laughs) And now I think about it, I laugh so stupid. We're both like, doesn't this guy age at all? Because he looks exactly like he did, but it's real aging as he did in The Exorcist. Yeah. It's so incredible. And it's, and it's definitely hands down in my top three horror movies ever is The ex Oh, yeah, it's like... It's Guard like, me uh, for
0: life as a kid. Yeah, me too, man. It Everybody. It made me a makeup artist. It really made me... That was it. It was like that. After seeing that, you know, I slept <laughs> in my parents' room for like two weeks. But then when sure. I came out of the bedroom, you know, my parents' bedroom, I wanted to figure out who is this guy and how did he do all that? You know, it really changed my life. Yeah. But, that, I mean, that movie is like almost beyond a horror film. It's... I, it's, it's like... I mean, yeah, for me, it's like a, it's a, it's its own separate it is genre 100%. almost, because it's almost like it's shot like a documentary. It's like, could this really happen? And not yeah. only that, but it happens to a little girl in her bedroom, like the most innocent person that a devil could get is this little sweet girl yeah. in her bedroom, safest place in the world. And the devil and gets her. Yeah, I
1: yeah, it's I I this it, it's a movie, but it's something other than a movie. It's yeah, there's something about that movie. It's 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 brilliant. It's genius. It's horrifying, but it's funny because my daughter, she's twelve now. Like uh-huh. like I've seen that movie so many times where I me know too. every word and so yeah. I actually let her watch it but I'm like I would like make like a loud noise or something like when really bad stuff is happening or I'll cover her eyes at a couple of things right you know but, she, but but she's looking, me, she's looking at me she's looking at me she's like dad this isn't scary she just has a potty mouth I'm like what wow <sighs> like really like you're not scared to death right now cuz I was <laughs> insane
0: me yeah. too man it was yeah. brutal. I don't <laughs> still watch that film. I'll watch it like once or twice a year. And I still, sure. I still have to like, oh, you know, like, you know, it still gets me, you know, like I look around my, you know, just over my shoulder. It's yeah. Still it's, gets
1: me. It's, it's a And I know what's family. coming.
0: Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the great music or something. I guess you could attribute to like a, you know, a piece of beautiful music that every note's perfect everything is in place and everything makes sense for him as an energy yeah in it and i and i you know to get to dick smith's work the thing that really i, I don't know if this is getting too far out there but no you know, let's he, go I, i'm i right, it but his body of work i mean if you look at the you see this demonic possession makeup this evolving makeup and then you see a beautiful old age makeup and you know his his work it doesn't happen very often but it's kind of like music where it, it, there's an energy about it. In, if you're a makeup geek like me, that that guy, that particular work, Dick Smith's work in the Exorcist and the exor all of you know all the work that he's done, there's an energy behind it, man. that's just like it's like great acting. it's like watching Brando or or oh, wow. listening to like I say great music. And for makeup geeks like me, Dick Smith's work stands alone and it's just there's ah. a certain feeling and energy that comes from it still. Yeah, I mean, he he did Amadeus. He did yeah. Night Hawks. He did yeah. Taxi Driver. And yeah, people don't. And people, Taxi Driver, that's a ball. You know, De Niro. It's De Niro a ball Niro, cap. Niro, I know.
1: Yeah. It's insane. He did Scanners. That movie. Yeah. Those effects
0: in that movie. I got I, to work on that with Dick Smith. Did you? Were you there yeah. when they exploded the head? I wasn't there for that. We weren't there. Oh. That was another makeup guy named Stefan, who's a great makeup artist. Okay, um, but we did all the stuff at the end where Revik is—you know—is the veins come through? His yeah. Head. And I was just—I was just Dick Smith's wingman. But I—I I had to pinch myself. He brought me up to Canada, wow. and we worked with David Cronenberg, and it was really like—I I made the big time. You know, I was there with Dick Smith, my hero, my mentor. That must have been like Canada, an oh, Yeah, that's Canada. like probably
1: that's. There's got to be that moment where you stop and you look, you look around, and it's like an oh shit moment. Like, how the hell did I get here? Right? It's 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 uh, that's awesome, man. It still happens. <laughs> and you know, and you know what? I, I'm looking through because I was familiar with your stuff, and that, so I'm going a little deeper. And then and now that I go to, because I knew Dick Smith with Dick Smith was your mentor, and and
0: he took you yeah, on. And there. a lot man. of other people's too, man. You know, Jimmy. He yeah. like launched the careers of like the whole new wave of like Rick Baker, yeah, uh, you know, that did American world for London and Amazing. You know, and all the gorillas. I mean Rick ran foam for Dick Smith in his basement on The Exorcist when he was like nineteen years old. so really? and, you know, Dick inspired a whole new wave of people. oh, and, I'm and, sure I'm sure Nicotero
1: and Sabini and all of yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like I, that's like the you know, it's like you get that question. Well, I don't know if you do, but oh, what was the first thing you ever thought of that you wanted to be when you grew up, right? And I remember the first thing I I, I had to I rebought it on eBay just because I I lost it. I had to buy it. It was a, an issue of Fangoria magazine, and it was when Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, came out, and it was a whole big thing about Savini and it was all these effects and I was like I want to be like that guy like right. a horror makeup effects person like as a, that's the first thing I have that dinosaurs, but I was yeah. like I didn't know what a paleontologist was so dinosaurs <laughs> quickly went out the window and next <laughs> thing you know is I want to chop people in half you know crazy
0: <laughs> the king of splatter yes man yeah Unbelievable, great!
1: I, I met him at a convention, and he was super cool, super super yeah. nice guy. I wanted yeah. to ask you, how good you don't do any conventions at all, do you? I go to horror conventions
0: all the time, dude. Uh, I've done a couple of them. Have you? Done, you know, maybe five or six years back, I think I did one, maybe two. But, uh, yeah, not, not in a long time. Okay. No. Well, you're a bit, you're a busy guy, so you don't need to go to a convention to sign a oh, no. for 20 bucks. No, man. It, you know, it's, uh, well, lately it's been busy and thank God for that. It's really been good. You, know? you, you just wrapped up something. Can you talk I'm about just, that at all? now? A little bit, you know, okay. it's about mother. It's about, it's called Cabrini. Okay. And it's about your mother Cabrini. And, uh, you know, she was like, she was, I mean, she was on a mission from God. This woman. It was the turn of the century, and it's uh, it's about how she came to this country, and she uh, she basically built an empire. You know, it's really it's an incredible story. So it's a period film. It takes p- place in the Five Points in Manhattan, like gangs of New York, but a different story. Awesome. And so there was a lot of period work, a lot of you know facial hair and things that go on. And but yeah. what a great story. the script is beautiful. I mean, it's really. Um, Beautifully written script, and um, you know, just uh, it was a it was a blast. The the cast and the crew and the director Alejandro, just a great vibe. I'm not just saying it, man. It was we yeah. came off this thing, and it was uh, it was basically a godsend. I mean, I hate to you know, but uh, everything's been a godsend for me. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's you know, it's very serendipitous this career. That's
1: awesome. I, your humility, your humility is
0: awesome. Um, it's true. It's
1: true. It is. it is. It really, really is. You know, because, you know, on paper, it's like an uh, Academy Award winner, blah, 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 blah. And like, I've dealt with a couple like not they haven't been on the show, but I would ask them to be on the show. And it's like they're in like this half ass, not really that popular, like band or something. They're like, nah. it's like the, an ego thing. It's like, All right, well, whatever. No one's. No one's obligated to do this show, but it's just like somebody like you, your humility is awesome. It's like a breath of fresh air to put it in not so many
0: words. Well, you know, we wouldn't survive very long without the help of others. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not possible. True. I don't think it's possible. I mean, we just wouldn't. And we've all, I I don't know, you know, these people that you're talking about, but everyone got some help from somebody. A hundred percent. And I got a lot of help, you know, uh, from a lot of people dick smith included so yeah you know that's that's my story
1: yeah awesome so now i think i stumbled upon you like your imdb and your instagram account because i was it was approaching the 40th what this year is the 40th anniversary of friday the 13th too right so i went to that imdb and i'm just looking up just all the cast members and crew, and I saw your name. I'm like, he worked on this? Like, that guy? Really? I was like, this is awesome. So that's
0: what triggered me to hit you up. You um, never know where I'm going to turn up. dude. Right. Not, not, the Heath,
1: not the Heath Ledger stuff, not the awards, none of that. From uh-huh. the 13th, too, back in 1981.
0: Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that was I mean, Carl Fullerton was the department head. He did all the effects makeup. Right. And um we Carl was just leaving NBC when I was coming into it. And Carl was really Dick Smith's lab guy. Like he wow. was his key uh makeup effects guy on the hunger and on altered states. So wow. Carl is Carl is in a, you know, he's like in the stratosphere you know but to work with under carl on friday the 13th part two i mean that's where i really learned how to do lab work okay um i remember the first day i came in to i was nervous to work in carl's shop up in jersey and uh i I was you know i got in there a little early and i saw carl sculpting the the um what was it, warrington gillettes yes um, face, yeah, for the you know, the Friday the 13th, you know, yeah. and uh, when he jumps through the window when he the only time unmasked, yeah. On yeah, yeah. And I remember looking at that sculpture and going, Oh, this is going to be incredible, and it, mm-hmm. it was so. It was, thank God for Carl Fullerton, man, you know, I mean, a, another descendant of Dick Smith,
1: yeah, you know, it's, it's real quick, uh, with the Dick Smith thing, I because I was looking into his stuff again today. And I didn't realize it's funny how, how coincidence or how the universe works, however you want to put it. But universe. I, I this weekend, actually, today's what? Today's Tuesday. Sunday, <laughs> me and my girl, we decided to go to, um, to up to Sleepy Hollow, right? To the old Dutch Cemetery and Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. So I do this thing. It's like this location scouting exploration thing also for fun. So I'm looking up like film locations in the area. And I look at Dick Smith's IMDb and the first one on his partial filmography, 1970 house of dark shadows. And I was at the castle, the mansion two days ago where that was filmed. Oh, no, I didn't even know that. Oh, I'll, I'll send you. And there's a, crisp, oh, wow. there's, a, there's a vault in the beginning of the movie. I don't remember the last time you watched that movie. Yeah, but it's, in the, it's probably been a while. In the beginning, yeah. one of, the, one of the, the help goes into, like, a vault in a cemetery. And he thinks there's a treasure in there. And he opens up the, the coffin and he gets killed. But that vault is in Sleepy Hollow Cemetery and I took, pic- I'll, I'll send you the pictures where I took, a, cool. a scre- I took a screenshot of the movie and then I took pictures of the vault today and then I superimposed one on top of the other. So it's like a before and after. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll message oh, that. I'll send to it to me. i, I got to yeah. see that. Yeah. It's wow, very-
0: I, th- I thought that was England or someplace they shot that.
1: No, maybe some parts of the show, but the, 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 the mansion is the Lyndhurst mansion which is in uh-huh. Tarrytown. And, right, sure. and the vault is in Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. Wow. Did yeah. I wow. Yeah, and then I, wow. Saw, I saw he did
0: makeup for that. I was like, holy shit. Well, we went in two days ago. He did old Barnabas Collins, you know, the Jonathan Frid, the old age makeup. Yes. It's like, he did he did that like in a couple, I think like a week and a half or two weeks, some ridiculously little amount of time. And the sculpture and the makeup is beautiful. Yeah. Which was which was a precursor for Little Big Man on Dustin Hoffman, where he aged Dustin 121 years old, which was so crazy. You know, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Unreal. The best, the best. The best. He's like the Marlon Brand what Marlon Brando was to acting. Dick Smith was to make up, you know, in my my humble opinion. I mean, yeah. He's like, you know, Jimi Hendrix. You know, if you sure. want to, where everything just changed. You know, the yeah. uh, the whole music scene or acting scene, and that's what yeah. happened with Dick Smith. Unreal. So I'm very blessed to have known him. Really. Yeah. I wouldn't be here for for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He took a chance on this kid from upstate New York, and, you know, he gave my name to NBC and. And, you know, it's pretty amazing that someone would, you know, stick their neck out for a kid, you know, and um, his generosity. He saw saw something in you, man. Well, he came right at the right time, uh, Jimmy, because there was a lot going on at home. You know, my parents were getting divorced and it was, you know, a mess. Sure. And it was like I can can relate to that as well. Yeah. He was like a guardian angel, man. He came right on time. And um you know, I wrote him a fan letter. And that's another thing about serendipity in this in this whole story. I think we all have kind of those stories. But I wrote when I discovered who he was and The Exorcist came out, I wrote him a fan letter and um, I didn't have his address, but there was an address in a gossip magazine for the Linda Blair fan club at Warner Brothers in Hollywood. So I figured maybe Dick Smith some way. So I wrote a letter and I put Dick Smith, makeup artist, The Exorcist, and big letters. And I think I drew a little character of Dick Smith. so the envelope might stand out. And I sent that. And about a month later, I was playing football in the street with my friends. And my mother yells, Johnny, Dick Smith's on the phone. What? (laughs) Yeah. One letter, made it to Hollywood and went to a Dick worked in his basement shop in Larchmont, New York where he built, you know, all the makeup and the exorcist and all the stuff, you know, was in this little basement and it was Dick Smith. He answered that letter. He got that letter. I mean, Jimmy, it's like, I've told this to other people. It's like, you know, you're stranded on a deserted Island and you write a note and you put it in a bottle, you throw it in the ocean. Yeah. And, and a ship happens to come by. Yeah. And you're and you're saved. That's so awesome. Yeah. it's unbelievable. And that's just the way it's gone. You know, it's just, you know, just thank God for Dick Smith. Yeah. See, that. The,
1: the things that you're saying right now reminds me, actually, I have a question from somebody that I had on the show who also works in show business. Um, his name is Randy Shinovsky. He's, um, he's a first assistant cameraman. He does a whole bunch of TV shows. He worked on The Outsiders, on the movie. His story, he was on episode 214. His story is insane as well. It's like the chances of it happening are like less than slim to none of how he got into into the business. But he actually, he's he's an awesome guy. But he wanted me to ask you. He's like, if, if, if you don't have anything to talk about, I was like, I'm sure we have plenty to talk <laughs> about, but I'll ask him the question for you anyway. Um, how was it working with Vittorio Storaro Star, on Dick Tracy regard, in uh, regards to lighting and stuff? Because that oh, dude, yeah. Vittorio has a ridiculous oh. career as well. I mean, Apollo yeah, now, I, I mean, ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, with the whole thing was nerve wracking because, you know, we're from New York. Yeah. And, you know, Warren Beatty brought me out from New York to work in Hollywood, which. Back in those days, you know, this is like going back to 1988, it was rare. But for, for Vittorio Storaro, it was like unbelievable. And, um, you know, you're, you're kind of walking on eggshells. You're, there's Warren Beatty. There's Victoria Storaro. There's you know, Al there's Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, man. <laughs> but it was a little, it was a little hard at first, but I had a good ally. I, I had a, a, a production designer, a great production, is one of the best. His name was Richard Silbert. And I did, I did the Cotton Club movie years before and richard silbert was the production designer with coppola directing the cotton club and i got that job through Dick Smith. that's a whole other story got but it's a great story how dicks dick had to come in and sponsor me like i, I had to go into astoria studios i was 26 years old and i had to go in with dick smith and here i am sitting in a meeting being sponsored by dick smith in a meeting at astoria studios with francis coppola yeah bob evans Richard Silber, you know, these are the guys that created the Godfather movies. Sure. Yeah. And Dick Smith created the Godfather, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's another pinch yourself. Like, you know, that's incredible. Yeah. But anyway, Faye, too, like Richard Silver kept giving Warren Beatty my name. There's this kid in New York, this guy, Johnny Caglione. He does prosthetics. He does character makeup. You should long story short. So we finally wind up in L.A. And uh, Storaro um, has worked out this whole color scheme of how he's going to shoot the movie and he envisions al pacino in this like red light and green light and blue lights and you know certain color tones sure and the sets are primary colors they're painted green yellow blue red you know primary colors and we do the first makeup test and the prosthetics what we do is we put on in those days it was foam rubber appliances prosthetics right. and what you do is there's there's, there's texture on them, but you paint freckles and veins and skin tones on a piece of foam rubber. So you're making the audience believe that that's skin, but we we know it's foam rubber and paint. So what happened was when Vittorio threw red light on the flat top makeup, which Bill Forsythe's whole head was flat, was yes. rubber, except the bridge of his nose. What the red light did it was it blanked out all the colors that we put on it. It went to like red and it showed in close-up all the edges and just the texture of the piece. It just washed out. Oh, really? Yeah. So we had to, uh, you know, kind of in a careful way, get Vittorio to adjust. And that was a little tricky. You know, these... I'm sure. These kids from New York coming in (laughs) and Ferraro's worked at this whole color scheme. And um, but he could see himself that it wasn't that he was what what he wound up doing was for close-ups like on Pacino he would put amber warm like white light sandwiched in between red and blue behind him. Oh, okay. So only occasionally did he get a splash of color on the makeup, and um, you know we won an Oscar for makeup that year, and I owe it to Storaro, yeah, who who worked out his whole lighting scheme. Not just for me, but for the entire film. I mean, it really—you know—we own half the Oscar, no doubt about it. That's so awesome. That's so and, I, I, I
1: just recently met William Forsythe at a convention.
0: Yeah, I think I saw a picture of you guys, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I was like, yeah. this is so crazy. Like, I'm talking like, what's happening right now? Because <laughs> I think I think he's like a very, <laughs> yo, he's yeah. I I, I find him. Th- he's one of my favorites. And he doesn't do, like, a lot of stuff,
0: but for but, some reason... like what he does. But what he does is amazing. Buddy, what he does, man, you know? He's amazing. Yeah. Did yeah. he tell you how many times he wanted to kill me? No, no, you I didn't. Make a <laughs> fuck.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't
0: get it. Maybe if
1: I see him next time, if he does another convention, I'll bring you up.
0: All right, I'd love to. I'd love to see him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like oh. I said, I go to like an average of like five conventions and like conventions are coming back now, you know, after this whole crazy year, but they're all coming really? back. It's like not next weekend, but like, for like, I don't know how many weekends in the future I have conventions. Like I, I go, I spent all kinds of money on nonsense, but I love that stuff, man.
0: I so do, do you travel like way out of town to go on these conventions? Or not, they- not too
1: much. Um, like we've gone to like, uh, like Gettysburg, we've gone Connecticut, a lot mm-hmm. of them are in Jersey,
0: you know, right.
1: down in Cherry Hill, we go to the Atlantic city to the New Jersey horror Con at the showboat. We usually make right. a whole weekend out of that. That's always fun. There's so much fun, man. I go away for the whole weekend and go hang out and buy things that I don't need. And yeah, but it's yeah. fun. It's fun, man. Listen, listen, you got to enjoy life, man. I work to live. I don't live to work, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely.
0: That's the way to live, man.
1: Yeah, man. I try yeah. not to stress. I go, I, I have fun and it is what it is. My daughter loves to go. My my daughter's friends were like the guy that played Michael Myers. And it's, 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 it's really cool. It's just, it's, you're, you're raising her right. Yeah, man. You're raising her right. Well, well, I I had tactics when she was really little because I'm a horror guy for the most part. I mean, I like, I'll sit through, if it's a good movie, regardless of what it is, I'm all about it. But like, you know, so like I started her off like light. I'm like, you know, honey, you want to watch like, Gremlins, you know, it's a cute little thing, and then it goes. It gets a little crazy, but it's almost. it's ben like a
0: fun... fright, fright Night, maybe yeah. Fright Night.
1: Right, again, Fright and the Night, and then next thing you know, she's watching The Exorcist and rolling her eyes like this isn't even
0: scary. Not. <laughs> I have two daughters, and they're women now, yeah. so it sounds like you know. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's the way to raise them. You know, they turned out pretty good watching those crazy horror movies.
1: Yeah, man, it's like listen. There was a, there was a show. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what the name of it was face off. Maybe it was like, it was oh, yeah, yeah, I actually, I started her off before the grandma thing. I started her off with that. Cause I was like, look, it's the pretty girl or it's the handsome guy. And, and, but look, you know, like now he looks like a crazy demon. Right. Like, to, so she realizes that it's makeup and it's fake. And now she's only like three or four years old. What I'm
0: doing. This, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, that's so. good. You get, you know, you got her on, on the ground floor.
1: Yeah, just so yeah. it's not it's not real, you know, enjoy it, it's silly right. it's fun and whatever. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, man. So now I got to bring it back again for you. Um how was it working? It's it's such a the movie itself is just so terrible, but it's so it's so good. How was it yeah. working on basket case?
0: Oh, it was it was incredible. I thought I was in the big time, man. I mean, it really You know, I think I got paid like $200 for that or something crazy. But, uh, yeah, we were, I was like, I was working at NBC, you know, in television. And, uh, and then I, I was working on a movie where there was movie cameras and, and lights. And, you know, it was, it was like, wow, this is really, this is pretty cool, you know? And, um. it was like the yeah. guy. It was like the, yeah, the guy it's a cult classic, right? It's I mean, it, absolutely yeah. a cult
1: classic. I'm friend. I met the guy, Dwayne Bradley. His name was Dwayne in the movie, and yeah, I'm friends with that guy. And it was like his actual apartment they were filming in. There was right. the hotel. It was the mo- the hotel Broslyn. and it wasn't even like a real hotel. They used a freight elevator as like the entryway that made it look like. The entrance to a hotel, but it was a freight elevator on the street on like the Lower East Side or Chelsea or something. <laughs> I think You're it like, was down yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, been there. I, mean, I do all these location things and I, I go and look at these. They, I take pictures of things and people are like, this guy's taking a picture of like a window. I'm like, nah, it's not a window. Basket case was filmed right here. You know, <laughs> it's <just> silly stuff. <laughs> silly, silly shit.
0: No, and, man. You know, and we, I had a blast on that. Frank Henelotter directed it. And, yeah. Uh, you know, he was like, he made me feel right at home. You know, it didn't. It was like he was an effects guy and, you know, he was trying to make a good movie. He was trying to make a fun film. And I, I just did all good intentions on that film. Everyone was all in. It was, it yeah. was a blast.
1: Same time frame as Chud, which is insane. Yeah, well, oh. yeah, yeah.
0: a little bit later on, Chud.
1: Yeah. 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 That, that was yeah. the, the, the heyday of, like, those early slasher crazy video store VHS tapes.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Weren't yeah. we lucky? We yeah. were so
1: lucky, dude. Like, it yeah. was even before Blockbuster. It was like mom and pop video stores. Yeah, yeah. 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 All the time. I was like, what are we going to go rent tonight? It was like a thing. We go
0: out, we walk to the video store. It's Blockbuster. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're bringing me back. I used to bring my daughter, my oldest daughter, to Blockbuster or some local video store. And we would just look through the movies together. You know, it was a night we pick up some popcorn. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: used to piss me off when you would get the videotape and the person that rented it last didn't rewind it. So you had to to, to rewind it before you watched it. The kids nowadays don't know the struggle that we all went through. That's
0: right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's true,
0: <laughs> the good oh, old days. Yeah, to get that played a good old oh, days. Oh man, yeah, that was a blast, you know. And then for me, I mean, I'm not just, but to see like one of your films on the shelf, you know, and some browsing oh, look. Awesome. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a rush, you know. It's not, not my movie, but some of the work that I contributed to it. Sure, and, it's uh, got to be one of those
1: moments, like wow, like, look, like we're in the video store, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing there. something here. Not I have something is. to show for my work. That's great. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Now I'm gonna put it this way. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you are Mr. Al Pacino's like guy. That's yeah. like you. He's you're like his guy,
0: I've Been that way for a while. Yeah, yeah. How yeah.
1: How, how did that happen? I think that's dude, fascinating.
0: I, I love that dude. Like, yeah, me too. Me too. I, you know, I don't know how that really works. I don't know. The Italian um, thing. It could be. Maybe that's <laughs> part of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's, uh, It's. it's been a hell of a ride with it, the icon. He's incredible. I, I have to, like, I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm in a position to work with Al Pacino. Yeah. On, his job. on so many things. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, he's been so good to me. Jimmy, you know, yeah. on a personal level, a yeah. professional, every possible way, yeah. and um, you know, I mean, did, what Dick Smith did in my early career to help me, Al Pacino took it to the next level. Wow, to, to have my name tied to Al Pacino, uh, yeah. you know, it just—it's. I think the two greatest influences and the people that helped me the most in my career, I, I have to say, if you to break it down, were Dick Smith and Al Pacino. Wow. Uh, there's no way. There's no way around that. Seriously, okay. I mean, I've had I had a situation where I was up for a film, and um, and the the actor, you know, has a, Some actors are in a position where they get to pick. You know, they give you they give the names of hair and makeup people, and they look over your resume, and they they you know you can lose a job or get a job based on lead actor, and I had a few times uh, a producer tell me that. Actors have said, if he's good enough for Al Pacino, he's good enough for me. Sure, I mean, so, Jesus Christ, yeah. You know, I mean, that name, you know, just having being attached to that star, and to, and to see his, you know, just just to stand behind the camera, Jimmy, and watch Al Pacino. Working, you know that's that's like you have to pinch yourself, man. You know it's like yeah, man, jeez
1: on, on so many projects too, from Paterno Insomnia, Donnie Brasco, and and probably a hundred other things that, that aren't even listed or whatever.
0: It's well, we met up. We met on Dick Tracy. That was the first job. so yeah, and that was what ninety, right? Ninety. Uh, that was ninety. I think we started like eighty-eight. We started prepping around eighty-nine. I, Al came into the picture. And we designed his makeup and then I did Heat with him, you know, oh, par- one of my department kids, which was great. I mean, it was really that was another great situation where Al requested me. I'd worked with Michael Mann a few times before that. I did Manhunter and and uh, then there was Heat. And um, how, know, that was was that, how, was,
1: how was that? How was working on that? Because that movie. I mean, you have Pacino, De Niro, I mean even Val Kilmer, even even like small part, but like Danny Trail, Tom Sizemore. Like yeah,
0: what a I hate to say it, but star studded cast. It's ridiculous. I mean, star studded crew and cast. I mean, you know, behind the camera too, you had Dante Spinote shooting the movie and you know, some of the great, you know, technicians. But it was unbelievable. I mean, for me, I you know I got to go to LA and work on it. It was like you know it's an LA saga, yeah. crime story, and uh, I think I worked on it for like almost eight months. The prep and the shoot was a long you know prep and shoot time, and uh, the house I'm living in right now is I think uh, you know came from working on Heat. Heat also was, you know, I I did Al and I department headed the film, did the effects makeup and the beauty makeup and everything. And that was a real turning point in my career. That was like 95. And yeah, you know, I've been doing a lot of like, you know, prosthetic makeup and Dick Tracy and horror movies and You're the Dragon, you know, people getting shot and killed and stuff. But on Heat, I was department heading not only the effects makeup and doing Al, but I was doing beauty makeup, so that was really kind of changed the trajectory of my career. Yeah, and uh, and it was great because you know we were raising a family, my wife and I, and and the kids were young, and there was more steady work to wow. come, uh, just department heading films and still staying and you know doing special effects makeup. Yeah, didn't so you do? He, you did you did, did, you did.
1: you did. Trejo's makeup where he gets all beat up, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, beat to yeah. death. Yeah. Yeah, that was really, that was, I was a nervous wreck because in that scene, De Niro's got a gun to his face and De, yes. De Niro's like uh, just a few inches from that makeup. I mean, he's looking into this whole beat up makeup. And I was really nervous to have De Niro that close to the makeup looking at it and uh, having to, you know, perform and act. And uh, it was really great. We walked in with Danny and Danny was wonderful and he's, face is all shattered and eyes swollen and he gets beat up with baseball bats his whole body's you know shattered and um we lay danny down and michael man was really cool michael likes to put blood on he likes to do the blood work and yeah and we laid danny down and nero was there and really close and michael said a great thing he says johnny don't i i want to see the makeup don't put a lot of blood on it so um, that was really cool, and then wow. Michael helped me, he helped me dress it in, so it wasn't covered in blood. And and uh, and then De Niro gave me that look, like, you know, like De that De, that, that De, 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 De Niro, Niro. look. <laughs> you know, it's like,
1: oh, thank you, guys. It's like, oh. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. That's right. It's like you were department head on that. That's that's so crazy, man. Yeah. It's like all these movies you've worked on, a bit a part of. It's like so many of them are like favorites or you're tied into somebody who is involved. Like it's, it's such a, I can go, I can go it, everything connects so crazy with your career and the people you've worked with and then they worked with. It's so crazy. And I, find, wow. I find it fascinating, man. Well,
0: like it goes back to what I said earlier, Jimmy, you, you don't, you know, you can't survive very long without the help of other people yeah and you know this is just another case another another story yeah um and then divine intervention and uh a lot of prayers from family you know kept yeah. me going and so all yeah. that kind of working you know together yeah no kidding you know, yeah it, I, I, it really, I, I, that's 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 yeah and i can't believe now i'm 63 and i'm still able. you know i'm still getting calls for work and Hey, you don't look a
1: day older than forty-five, man. Than forty-five.
0: I'm wearing a ton of makeup right now, so are I'm, you? i would, I'm I'm wouldn't, pretty good. Ain't I? Listen,
1: you're pretty goddamn good because I had no idea that Johnny Depp sideburns were fake and Donnie Prosco, <laughs> but but they are. That's insane. Yeah it's so nuts <laughs> and you're like and you worked it like like you're pretty well i don't know if you're his guy but you worked with russell crowe a shit ton of times yeah
0: stuff. yeah yeah that's another incredible ride right there yeah yeah i mean um, american gangster i mean yeah um, yes he really took good care of me another one Russell. you know and yeah. that's another guy yeah just incredible acting just amazing you know? yeah
1: now, who would you take care of during The Departed? One of my favorites. Nicholson is top three for me, hands down.
0: As yeah. An actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. everything from The
1: Shining to Cuckoo's Nest. to I mean, oh. it's ridiculous.
0: Everything. I mean, yeah. in Five Easy Pieces. You know, it just, it goes on and on. It goes you know, on too. and on. I mean, there's not, not, you know, if the movie wasn't really good, you, like, the great actors like Nicholson, she's great in everything. A hundred percent, you know, he's never bad. It's always worth, you know, watching Just him. for him. Yeah. But on a departed, I was department head. I, I, you know, I, I didn't do, uh, I stepped in one time to help, uh, Chrissy beverage who does Matt Damon. She needed some help one day because she had to go away. I did something one day with Matt Damon, but Nicholson has his own people. Yeah. DiCaprio has his people. Uh, Matt Damon and um, and Mark Wahlberg. All right. So other than those guys, I did everything else. Nice. And, you worked with Vera, yeah. Wait, Vera Farmiga? Farmiga. I did Vera, Vera Farmiga's beauty, beauty makeup and her That she's an angel. You know, nice. she's just a great actress. Just yeah, incredible. she does awesome stuff too, man. Like, yeah. 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 She was incredible, and that that was really a great situation, and and to work for Scorsese. Oh, uh, you know, it's like not just as an Italian, but just as a film fan. You know, you're talking about Taxi Driver and, it's, you know, about, it's just way. and Yeah, and, you know, it's like it's 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 out of control. It's so yeah, it, it really is, man. It just it's unbelievable to me. It really yeah. is. Now, did you do Beauty, Ma- did you do Unfaithful, Diane Lane? Diane was Lane that,
1: was that Diane Lane and
0: Unfaithful? Yeah. I only did some effects makeup there, you know, okay. like, like, I, I'm, like that was Adrian Lyne, I think directed that. So okay. he had a couple okay. of crazy things to do, but I did fatal attraction with Adrian Lyne, um, and, okay. and I just did, you know, Glenn close where she splits her wrists and, and, you know, the ending of the movie where she gets stabbed and gets yeah. shot and all, all that crazy stuff. So I, I was in and out of those films. I it's just some effects things.
1: You know what? Uh, honestly,
0: I didn't even realize that you worked on freaking Fatal Attraction of all movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a great time to be in New York, man. It was like these were this late 70s, early 80s, and a lot of work was being done in New York. And to be honest, there weren't a lot of effects guys, you know, Dick Smith, me, Carl, a few other guys. Yeah. and uh, And we would throw each other jobs. And it was really a great time to be doing makeup and makeup effects in New York City. It was really a, its kind of a heyday at that time. Unreal.
1: Unreal. Right. Now I got to throw out one more movie. It's a cheesy yeah. movie, but I happen to love it because I'm of that age and I love cheesy stuff. How was it working with the cast of Poltergeist 3? Poltergeist
0: 3? Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was great, I mean, yeah, you're laughing.
1: I am laughing because it's so, rest in peace, Heather O'Rourke. I
0: feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah. She was an angel. Yeah. Yeah. How how was she? She was probably a sweet little girl. A sweet, everybody was wonderful on that show. It was really great. And Dick Smith was the makeup consultant. So, you know, we, we didn't get that job unless Dick Smith was on board. So that's how that went down. Hmm. And, uh, got to work with some really cool people. Barry Bernardi, great producer. Uh, who still? I, we, I, he just called me for a job I couldn't do because I was on the Cabrini job, and uh, Dick Smith was our consultant. So it was a chance to really like work together with Dick Smith on all the effects, and it was a lot of crazy things to do. It was really uh, a lot of in-camera tricks, you know, tricks with the camera, tricks with makeup, sure. mirrors, and things like that. So yeah. it was, uh, it was uh, there was a lot to work out. Yeah. Yeah, Poltergeist three. three. Poltergeist three,
1: and there's one thing I I think that they say her name, Carol Ann, more in that movie than Al Pacino (laughs) says the f word in Scarface. If you watch (laughs) Poltergeist three, that's all you hear is Carol. It's like, yo, answer them already. Stop saying (laughs) your name. It's a thousand times. It's that's all I hear now. I saw it in the movies. I, I watched it like six months ago. I'm like. How many times are they going to say Carol Ann? It's so not Right.
0: The, other, the, the original Poltergeist was on last night. My wife and I were watching it. It's so good. It, just amazing. Yeah. You know, so I, good. I remember going to the theater with, with Helen, my wife, to see it. But it still holds up. I mean, it's unbelievable. It absolutely and, does. It and does. the makeup, Craig Reardon, who uh, is an incredible, you know, he did all the stuff in Poltergeist and just incredible, beautiful yeah. work. Amazing awesome stuff it definitely still holds up i watched it not too long ago all
1: three of those poltergeist movies are entertaining but the first one still holds up it's it's, oh yeah sure who saw that coming yeah yeah Yeah. really i mean so many things like i've had a bunch of people from like the friday 13th movies on and not one of them were like had any expectations or had no idea what they were stepping into when they started to film a Friday 13th movie, especially like the first two or three of them. This, right. this, I mean, we go to, like I said, I go to conventions all the time. A couple of weeks ago, Adrian King, the first quote unquote final girl from the first movie, her line is like out the door all day long to meet her and sign autographs and stuff like that. The movie's 41 years old. Right. It's like, it's going generation after generation after generation of people are Still attracted to these movies. It's it's oh, that's that's great. It's so awesome. It's such a that's and and, and another thing about all these conventions. It's 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 always so fun. I never saw one problem. There was never, I never even seen an argument. Like everyone is always just so cool, and that's what makes us always go back and back.
0: It's always just a fun time. One day I'll see you there. Maybe yeah. Let's That'd try to fun. do that. That'd be fun. I, I'd be up for that. It's, it's awesome, dude. It's just I'd so be nice. up just to be a fly on the wall with you and just walk around, you know. Oh,
1: listen, if you're not busy, yeah, yeah. I'll give you my schedule, man.
0: I have conventions right, cool. like crazy. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah. I'm around. So let's just Yeah, you're on Long Island. Island.
1: I'm in Bay Ridge. If you're not busy, right. I don't care. I'll come out there. You come out if you're in the neighborhood, <laughs> we'll go for a slice of pizza. You and Ellen and B. I like that.
0: I would like that, yeah. A nice Ellen and B Gardens or something. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Spumoni Gardens, yeah. It still
1: holds up. It's still amazing, man. Do you mind? I, I have three sponsors. I gotta, uh, I gotta just shout out real quick. and take me. 20. Yeah, no, do, do it. Yeah. Are you? A, you you're, you're
0: Italian. Are you? You're a coffee guy. Are you a coffee guy? I am. I'm drinking coffee right now. There it's eight thirty. It it's almost eight thirty. Yeah. Oh, I could drink a pot of coffee and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, one of the sponsors of the Brooklyn Blast furnace is a company called Dead Sled Coffee. D E A D S L E D coffee. You can follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee. And if you go to Dead Sled and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you'll get 20% off of your order and anything over 60 bucks is free domestic shipping. But now, what's cool about Dead Sled Coffee, John, yeah. is, is they're a small company, but for some reason they're doing all like these, 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 They do like big things like they have officially licensed coffees from like musicians and even like horror people like officially licensed like an Elvira blend, Kane Hodder, Robert Englund, Rob Zombie, Cypress Hill, like Kiss, the band Kiss. Like they they all officially licensed coffees with all these big people, but they're a small company. So even before the po- I'm not saying it because they're a sponsor, but even before the podcast and before they were a sponsor, I was drinking it. So yeah. it's awesome. So not just you, but anybody that's listening, check out Dead Sled Coffee.
0: I wrote it down. I'd love to check it out. Yeah. Hey, you can it for- online, right?
1: Absolutely. Online? Okay. Brooklyn Blast. You get 20% off, John. Only for okay. you, Only for you, my man. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, my second sponsor—it's it, local. Um, Generation Records. They're located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village here in New York City. Um, follow them on Instagram at Generation Records. Um, if you cannot go to the actual store, which they survived—they—they they, they survived the whole pandemic. Thank God. They're like a, They're like a record. They're legit. Like like we were talking about going to the you know to a to a video store. You go to they have vinyl. They have it's an old school record store and they survive. Um, if you cannot make it to the actual store, they have an eBay page. And they also, if you go to generation records, you can order stuff online from them, but support generation records and last, but definitely not least new Republic printing for screen printing, embroidery, buttons, and vinyl stickers. Follow them at new Republic printing. Um, you can go to newrepublicprinting.com and you can pick out any brand of clothing that you want something printed on, they'll do it for you. The best part about New Republic is that there's no setup fees. There are no screen fees. And, and anything shipped to a commercial address is free UPS ground shipping. So I can order and make a thousand Brooklyn Blast Furnace t-shirts, get a hundred boxes delivered to my job, and it doesn't cost me a dime. New Republic Printing. Well, that's great.
0: Yeah, Three small businesses, and I've used them all way before the podcast was even a thought. So that's wonderful. Dead Sled Coffee, Generation Records, and New Republic Printing. Yes, sir. Definitely check it out. Are you wearing yeah, one yeah. of the T-shirts right there? I see a T-shirt. Well, actually, you, well, yeah, this is a Generation Records T-shirt oh, that right. I just so happened to be
1: wearing. But oh, that's, yeah.
0: oh, that's cool.
1: I love. Yeah, t-shirts. you know, this, you know, silly punk rock guy. You know, Ramones. Yeah. yeah. But they're in the West Village, and, and they've, they've been around since they opened up, I believe, in 92, and they're still there. So oh, that's what's something
0: right? Yeah. All right, West Village. I just wrote that down. Thank you.
1: Yeah. No, thank, thank you, you for listening, man. What do you got else? Anything you got going on? Anything up,
0: upcoming?
1: Just hanging out?
0: Just hanging out right now. We just finished, it. what, two weeks ago on that movie, and uh, it was busy. There was a lot to do, and uh i might do a commercial uh some some crazy makeups for a commercial other than that you know i'm as good as my last job so yeah if you need any makeup or anything yeah keep me in your back pocket will you who me personally yeah
1: (laughs) that would be cool I, i don't know in what capacity i would be able to use you but i'll definitely keep you in mind
0: well you keep doing what you're doing man you may need a makeup guy Hey,
1: that would be kind of cool. I'm open to anything, yeah. man. I, I'm open to whatever. I'm I trying to be as easygoing and
0: open-minded as possible. Same. Yeah. Doing the best I can. Yes, sir. Now, you know, I'm just got- there with my wife. That's the thing, you know. Uh, we're married 40 years, my wife and I. Hello. Wow, and, uh, congratulations. Hello,
1: Mrs. Caglione
0: off camera. Yeah, she's so- over there somewhere. She might hear you. Okay. But, uh okay. yeah, you know, I, I'm away for a long time, so it's good to be home, man. It's just good I'm to be sure. home. And stick around for a little while and uh, I'm sure. It, it.
1: i'm sure it was a little wacky though you know obviously like this whole past year and stuff like that right when everything shut oh, down you must crazy,
0: have been going right. crazy yeah you know I, I i'm not really the handiest person so i was like fixing the dishwasher and and i was really proud of myself i fixed the refrigerator and really uh, and, and the, in the in the uh in the uh, dryer so it was like, yeah, then it started to get on my nerves. I'm like, when are we going to go back to work? Yeah, man. And, uh, and then the phone rang, and it was uh, a friend of mine, Ellen Schwartz. And she produced Hightown season two that's coming on stars. Okay. And uh, it was really great situation. You know, Ellen's wonderful, and Rebecca Cutter, the, the uh, showrunner and writer. And it's going to be on stars. It's, it starts, I think, October 17th, is the, the season that we did. And it was really great because I got to do Monica Raymond, who's the star of the show, uh, who's really great. And, uh, I, you know, uh, Badge Dale is the lead actor. He's wonderful. I did The Departed with him years ago. Nice. And uh, it was really a good situation, Jimmy, because I got to do beauty makeup and special effects makeup. So it was like, and on a television uh, speed clock. So it was really a great exercise. And, wow. Wow getting everything done and doing the best you can with the time you had. But we had, you know, Ellen Schwartz is a great producer and she really, uh, she gave me all the resources necessary to pull it off. So I I couldn't have done it, you know, and I wouldn't have been on the show without her. Yeah. So that's high town season two. So it's on stars on stars. Yeah.
1: Awesome. And you know what I, before I let you go, I promise I won't hold you hostage much longer. Um, How was it, and I I, I know you've answered this and spoke about this 9,000 times, if not more, Heath Ledger's Joker makeup. Can you talk to me about that? I don't even know what to ask Mm -hmm. you about that. How was it working with him? Did you put your own creativity into that? Like, you, you should have absolutely won an award for that,
0: but what do I know? But he did. Right. But it's very sad that he wasn't there. Uh, to be, to accept it, you know, now that's the, that's the whole, yeah. you know, that's the whole, you know, shitty side of the whole thing. But, you know, he was just incredible to, to, to work with every day. And, um, you know, we would get big hugs every morning and every night and we didn't, and, you know, just it never, he'd come looking for me to get a hug, you know, and, it, and that's just the way it went every day yeah. with Heath and, and he, he was just beautiful to deal with, uh, no, no darkness just a lot of light and fun and uh and uh that was an incredible situation to be in i still don't know really how that really came about uh, yeah. christopher nolan and emma thomas the producers called me and i went out and I, I met heath in la and and it just worked out you know it just it's like the universe presents these cosmic gifts every once in a while yeah. and so and that and that was one but um, the makeup is just... A-
1: iconic, dude. It's, it's iconic makeup. It's, it's- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He Well, he made it that way. I mean, look at that performance. It's just... I think Variety just named his performance the number one where makeup and character comes together. I think it was just in Variety like a week ago. He was number one on the list of all the, you know, the great makeups and, and uh, performances by an actor or an actress. Yeah. So uh, that just says it all. But, you know, he was just incredible to deal with and so nice. And that makeup was kind of like where I needed Heath to ex- hit certain facial expressions okay. just so that the makeup looked lived in and cracky and, and cra- you know, drippy and all those great things that the makeup showed. It was yeah. really, a, you know, like a team effort. Um, but that makeup was the evolution of Chris Nolan Myself and Heath working it all out, and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. You know, I mean, the whole film is a very organic-looking film. Yeah, it's it's based in reality. There's no spaceships or any of that stuff. Right. So, the makeup had to look very lived-in and and uh, and real, like a guy would live in the makeup for two weeks and not take a shower, that kind of stuff. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, and it and it did become iconic. It, it really did. It,
1: Absolutely. It's, a, it's, a, it's like if you Google like Joker images, it's like the first thing that comes up.
0: Yeah. yeah. You don't even have to get any more specific than that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's pretty lucky to be in that situation. Just yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Dude, there's a great performance. By a oh,
1: great 100%. Actor. 100%. Yeah. Well, don't, don't sell yourself short, man, because you play a huge part in all these things. And, you know, like like we, we just went over... Uh, dozens of, of, of movies and actors and directors and all the makeup artists that you've worked with. And I mean, it's all, it's, it's, it's an incredible career, man. And you're still busy. So you're doing something right, man. And like I said before, if you're around, I'll, I don't care. I'll give you my phone number. I have to message you yeah. and send you those pictures as well from the, uh, from sleepy hollow cemetery from house of dark shadows. Cool. Um, yeah, no,
0: we'll swap we'll swap phone numbers after this. We'll yeah, absolutely. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, I come out to oh, Long Island yeah. every once in a while, but I'm not on the same I go out to Comac every once in a while, which I don't know how far <laughs> it is. I'm not too familiar with Long Island for some reason, but it's it's right there. It's, it's the Bell Parkway and then it just keeps on going. So Yeah,
0: you take the Bell Parkway, you can take the Southern State on the Long State. Island Expressway. Yeah. When you get on the LIE, we're exit sixty-three. Okay. Beautiful. And you hang a left at the light. and You go north for about nine miles. All right. Awesome. It's, it's basically Gilligan's Island. All it's, right. <laughs> but it's great. I love I love where I live. You know, and the yeah. island's great. And there's nothing around me that reminds me of show business, which is good, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have a workshop in my garage and that's as close as I get to things. And, you know, it's, life's pretty good. I can't complain.
1: That's so awesome, man.
0: And like I said, your humility is awesome.
1: I appreciate your time. Thank, thank you, you so gentlemen. much for I letting me know. Well. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. Don't thank me. It's, the, the pleasure is all mine. And I mean that. This was awesome. Thank I you. was really looking forward to doing this. And this was great, man. Me now too. You have, um you have um an Instagram account you want to share. It's what is it? Johnny underscore, underscore
0: kegs. Yeah, I think it's Johnny underscore Cags. I think yes. that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a website or anything like that or no? Uh, I I think I do. <laughs> you don't I, even my, my, my daughter, Lauren, takes care of, you know, I'm really bad with this stuff. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah. You can type in my name. I have like a personal account on Facebook and I have a professional. Right. And uh, yeah, I think I have a website. I think it's uh, just type in my name. Yeah, you type All in right. Johnny
1: John John Caglione
0: and it'll come. Yeah, up. John it's, Caglione Jr. Comes it's twenty twenty
1: one. We they, people can figure it out now. I mean they should be able to at this point. Well you can
0: see I can't, so you know. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Well, yeah, but yeah, but you make up for it with, you know, with you know, your your uh your makeup and your brushes and your other stuff.
0: So I have a you, lot of help from a lot of people. So. But you get you get a pass.
1: So you don't have to know
0: how to Google too
1: good. <laughs> you, do, you, you you do what you you what you put here to do, and then you do it well.
0: <laughs> Thank you, you too, Jimmy. Thank you,
1: absolutely, man. And well, uh, like I said, I'll message you right now when this comes out. I will let you know. Trust me, you'll know. It'll be everywhere. And um, yeah, we'll definitely talk soon. And uh, once again, if you're in the neighborhood or whatever, we'll make a plan. Yeah. You Come over a, a half a tray, spumoni gone, it's on me. Pizza on me i'll be there awesome i'll be there too we'll polish a whole half a tray we'll walk out we'll roll out of the joint <laughs> awesome. all
0: right jimmy be good all right johnny thank you so much thanks a million thanks a million i'll have talk a, to you, you later have a great I'll talk night to you later you all right you too thank you bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye-bye